Welcome, everyone, to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic is Tokyo. We're going to make this uh, short and sweet. I'm going to give 20 interesting facts about Tokyo to begin the show, and then we're going to call our world traveler to give you his real-life experience in the country, and then 20 facts about Tokyo, and then we're going to end the show. So this should only be 30 to 40 minutes. So let's get started. Tokyo is the largest metro area in the world. There are 36 million people. They changed their name from Edo to Tokyo in 1890. It's very good for shopping. It's a shopper's paradise. Uh, the Tokyo Tower is a major communications and operations tower. It has the most top-rated restaurants in the entire world. So not only is Tokyo a great spot for foodies, it has the most top-rated restaurants in the entire world, uh, but they have the cheapest Michelin, or it has the highest number of Michelin star restaurants. So it's a good spot for foodies. Uh, the Tokyo Ritz-Carlton has one of the most expensive suites in the entire world. There is one vending machine for every 23 people in Tokyo. The crime rate is extremely low compared to other major cities. Uh, the highest number of Michelin star restaurants. All right, here's the big thing. Now I want everyone... If you're riding to work, you're cleaning at your house, whatever you're doing, I want you to pay attention. If you are a tourist in Tokyo, you can get tax-free shopping. They offer foreigners tax-free shopping. You just got to show your passport. And when you go to Tokyo, you can shop tax-free as long as you present your passport. One of the world's most major fashion capitals is Tokyo. Uh, you can see Mount Fiji on a clear day. Uh, Tokyo has earthquakes, and it was heavily bombed by the Allies in World War II. So as you know, World War II, uh, they had a lot of stuff going on in Japan, but Tokyo was actually one of the most bombed areas in World War II. Um... It has a robot hotel and restaurant. That's another thing that you'll find when you go to Tokyo is that there are a lot of themed stuff. There's a lot of themed restaurants. There's a lot of different things. They have a real-life Mario Kart right in the middle of Tokyo. So you can ride a real-life Ma uh, Mario Kart. It's got a lot of themed hotels. It's got a lot of themed restaurants. Now, in Tokyo... Uh, there's a thing called the metro. And when you have 38 million people in one area, obviously it gets crowded. But the metro gets so crowded that they literally have to shove people onto the metro. So that is how crowded. So if you're planning a trip to Tokyo or you're doing business in Tokyo, keep in mind that the metro gets so crowded that they actually have to physically push people into the metro. Uh, it has the highest number of neon signs in the world. It's kind of like Las Vegas times 10. <laughs> uh, there are several sushi conveyor belt restaurants. That's the restaurant 
where the sushi goes around on a conveyor belt and you can choose which one you want. Uh, and Tokyo obviously has its own Disneyland. So that's just a couple facts to get us started. And the, the reason why our show is better than most travel shows is that we have Peter DeFeo. Peter DeFeo is an actor. He was in American Gangster. He was in The Sopranos. And he is a world traveler. And Tokyo is one of the places he was there that he visited. And when we call Peter, you're going to hear a real-life experience. As I tell you every show, anybody can do what I'm doing. I did research. I pretty much Googled and found all this out. Uh, but Peter has actually been there. So if you go to our archives, go to any major podcast platform. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. And listen to our past shows. We've done 17 different areas of the world. And you get the facts from me. And then you get Peter's real-life experience. And uh, anybody can do what I'm doing. I'm going on Google and I'm searching and researching. But Peter has actually physically been there. Uh, we just did a uh, show last week about Hong Kong. And Peter explained very, very eloquently, told you what it's really like in Hong Kong. He told you what areas to avoid. Uh, he said that the locals were telling him about an area where their cars get robbed, this, that, and the other thing. And you don't see that on uh, Google. So that is what makes our show a lot better. Let's keep going with the facts, and then we'll call Peter. Uh, there's tons of themed cafes in Tokyo. Over 30% of all university students, so over 30% of all college students, uh, go to school in Tokyo. Uh, there are a lot of cat cafes for some reason in Tokyo. They love their cats. Uh, it was founded in 1868. As we told you earlier, Tokyo used to be called Edo, and then they switched the name to Tokyo. It has more than 150 museums. Tokyo, and now this is why this episode is significant, Tokyo is home to the Olympic Games in 2021. So maybe you're traveling there in 2021 uh, to be a part of the Olympics. This is a good show. Just download this, keep it in your uh in your phone, and uh, when you go over there, you can listen to this and get some tips about Tokyo. They hosted the 1964 Summer Olympics. Uh, there are over 4,000 shrines and temples, and then more than 100 university and colleges. So there are people that like to study abroad. Tokyo is not a bad spot. Uh, we're going to stop there and call Peter, and let's see if Peter's ready. And like I told you, we're simplifying the show. I'm, I used to give like 100 facts until I realized that it's too hard to sit there and listen to 100 facts. So now we're only giving uh, 40 facts a show, and then we give you Peter's real-life experience in the country. So we're about to call Peter. And uh, Peter is a world traveler. And we'll see if Peter's ready. Peter DeFeo, let's talk about Tokyo. Hey, how you doing, guys? Outstanding. Great, great. So, uh, yeah, Tokyo. Oh, unbelievable. You know, Tokyo is the biggest city in the world. 
the skyscrapers, imperial palaces, museums, um, Menchu's Shrine is something everyone should see. It has the biggest wooden gates, hand-carved, handmade antique gates I've ever seen anywhere in a park-like setting. It's something you must see when you go to Tokyo. Nowhere else will you see anything like it. In the city, it is ultra-modern, advanced technology. You can't go anywhere without having um, um, going the right direction. When they sell you a ticket to go on public transit, the ticket directs you what areas to go through. You try to go through a gate. If you're going the wrong way, you won't be able to pass through that gate. Uh, in a room, there might be uh, uh, 20 gates going around, four in, in to the left, four to the right, four to the middle, you know, et cetera. Um, it, it is so, so advanced. Of course, you always you have the bullet train there, too, which uh, there's no other train anywhere, public trans, that goes as quickly. Um, I, I enjoyed more than everything the people. The people, let me, let me tell you, Kevin, the people are so friendly. They're, I guess they're a Buddha, a Shindu, uh, basic religion, uh, teaches them love and care and consideration. Uh, they, they just will help you. If, they, if you have a puzzled look on your face, they'll ask you if you need help, and they'll give you help. They'll give you, they'll give you the proper direction, not like in New York. You know, you, you got a chance of them giving you the wrong direction, or in Philadelphia. Uh, they, they'll, they'll give you the right direction, and they might even take you by the hand and take you there. Uh, I, I had that happen. I actually had that happen. Um, I, I've never seen anything like it anywhere else. Uh, took a trip to Old City. A man came with me because I, I couldn't understand the directions. We went on the bullet train, 600 miles. A girl on the train still sends me letters. The bullet train, by the way, looks like a large, like you're inside of a large uh, serpent. Uh, there's, you know how our trains have uh, cars? Well, where their cars connect, uh, there's more of a, a, a harmonica type thing. And you can see from one end to the other uh, as it goes around turns and everything else. The girls, everyone's seated on one side. Uh, like six to eight people can sit on one a seat on one side. And the girls go down the aisles uh, on one train on the left, on the other train on the right. And... Uh, they go around like if you're in an airplane. Um, they uh, send, give you food, tea, uh, whatever you know, whatever you want, uh, like an airline stewardess. Uh, it, it is such an enjoyable, enjoyable ride. Uh, going to the old city was was a, a nice trip, uh, but the surprise was in the old city itself. The old city, you feel like you're back in time. Um, they have this whole city and has this wall around it, uh, has all these craftsmen making things as they made them hundreds and hundreds of years ago. They also have food uh, from back in those years. And it, it is a, uh, from Tokyo to contrast, is, is fantastic and it's something that you should see if, if, you, if, you have, if you're lucky enough ever to get to Tokyo. Uh, that would be, you know, the way to go. Uh, they, they, as I said, they, they love people and they're, they're great religious, loving people. Nevertheless, 
get this, they hate the Chinese. Ah. They hate the Chinese and the, and the Japanese, don't get along, they're so much opposite. And here, here's an example of what they told me. Um, I said, why would you hate them? I said, well, here's an example. For years, there were people disappearing. I said, uh, I said, where were they going? We thought people, uh, aliens were coming and taking them yeah. from beaches at night. They just would disappear. Then uh, one woman appeared. She, she, she escaped. And uh, she, she came and she said what had happened. She said, uh, you know, she said that I was kidnapped. And uh, scuba divers came in and they kidnapped us. And what what the uh, Chinese did was they they were coming in scuba diving. They come in with a submarine and they would sneak in on the beach and they would practice uh, their war tactics. And they would kidnap somebody, pull them out into the end of the water, uh, make sure nobody saw them do it, and take them back to China. And, uh, you know, they would women and they would, you know, uh, then uh, make them a concubine, you know, uh, make love with, to them and everything else. Finally, finally, one escaped and it was true. And they found that this happened and the, and the, uh, the uh, you know, uh, Japanese got very upset about it and, and ready to start a war with them. Um, but, you know, that's some of the situation there. Like eating. What do you eat when you're in Tokyo? Sushi. Sushi, sushi's a big thing. <laughs> sushi means with rice. A lot of people think it means fish because they make sushi with a lot of fish. And um, a guy who makes sushi actually goes to like college to learn how to make sushi. I mean, he is such an expert. He will make it. He wants to know how you're going to eat it. Like, let's say you're going to eat it with your hands, which is acceptable. You know, you're going to pick up the sushi and put it in your mouth. He'll make it firmer. So it won't break up, you know. So the so the rice won't fall out the bottom and whatnot. Uh, of course, uh, I eat it with chopsticks. And my first time uh, in Asia, I was using the chopsticks the wrong way, and I noticed everyone else was having an easier time, and they were holding it differently. I wish I could show you on this podcast how how to hold it. Uh, but um, since then, I have my own chopsticks, which is which is good to have. And uh, at any time I eat in a restaurant, I use my chopsticks. Uh, you could use a fork, but, you know, it's considered a little uh, crude, you know, and, and uh, it shows that you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but, but, uh, but it's acceptable. You know, they've, they've accepted that type of thing. Now, now, the sushi, they could make sushi with egg. Well, of course, fish is the big thing. Vegetables. Uh, sweet potato. I love sushi. Sweet potato sushi. Right. The uh, Ramon, uh, Romaine noodles are another thing. And they ramen have noodle? ramen noodles. Oh, wow. They make them in, in six different ways. Uh, I like them in a soup, you know, uh, you know, just a, uh, you know, just cooked in a soup. Uh, they have dressings, different type of dressings you could put on them. Uh, I like them just plain want a soup, maybe a little fish flavor in there. Um, my my favorite uh, is uh, they, they have a, a grilled chicken on a spute on a piece of wood. There's about uh, four to six pieces, and uh, they have it different ways with salt, uh, with sweet, 
uh, with a, a hot uh, salt is the best way. It really brings the, the flavor out of the uh, pieces of chicken. Um, and side dish, uh, they have uh, the, a spice or, or sweet um, or pickled um, a vegetable of some sort. Uh, pancakes. Uh, their pancakes are really different. You ever have pancakes that have pork and veggies in it? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some places they make them not like we make them. Mix them all up in layers. One layer, you know, with egg. and, oh, that and good. Pork. Yeah, and then another layer and another layer, and then flip them over. Um, don't eat as you walk. That's insulting. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you want to, you know, you sit down somewhere, take it home and sit down, take it somewhere. Um, the, uh, they're very clean people, extremely clean. If you go, if you're invited to their house, be prepared to take your shoes off. And, um, you know, um, there's people trying to get through to talk. <laughs> uh, be, be prepared to take your shoes off. Uh, be prepared uh, to honor them. Uh, to thank them, and uh, you know uh, that's you know that, that's their tradition. They they honor each other. They love each other. It isn't just foreigners that they want to do that. Uh, they'll probably serve you fish, 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 mushrooms, uh, veggies, and it's mushrooms, green peppers, onions, uh, raw or fried. Sometimes uh, they drink during dinner. Uh, if they drink any type of alcohol, it's either beer or uh, sake, you know. Okay. Uh, that's, that's their two favorite drinks. Uh, rice, of course, rice, rice, rice. Brown rice is their favorite. Um, you have to be careful with rice, especially in the sushi. Uh, if you're going to dip it in sauce, don't dip the rice in because the rice will absorb, absorb the sauce up and destroy the, the taste of the rice and, and, the, and the texture of it. Uh, dip in uh, the uh, other part, the sweet potato or the fish or the egg or, or whatever whatever's the sushi is made of. So you turn it around upside down. Uh, I found that, that worked better for me. And uh, then I was told that that was the, that was the proper way to go. Um, Eating with chopsticks, of course. Now, if you're eating with chopsticks and uh, you're with some other people and somebody wants something that's on your plate, do not give it to them. They have to, they have to come and take it themselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, that's their tradition. In other words, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, they feel it's cleaner. You know, I guess your, your chopsticks have been in and out of your mouth. So I guess, uh, you know. If, if you're courageous enough, especially in, in this in this virus we're in, <laughs> but this this is before the virus, yeah. uh, this, this sort of thing was happening. Uh, also, chopsticks. You don't want to use your chopsticks as a spear, uh, you know, to to uh, stab a piece of food, you know, right. put it in your mouth. Uh, that's very primitive, very crude. Uh, the worst thing you can do with your chopsticks. Let's say you have to go to the bathroom or something, and uh, or you just have to get up for some reason. Don't stick your chopsticks in the rice standing straight up. That's used for a funeral. Oh. <laughs> That's a, that? Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to do that at all. So forget about sticking your, just use them 
to eat with, you know. Uh, don't, don't don't ever stick them in anything. <laughs> so the, uh, um, you know, the, uh, um, you have to be very careful to insult them uh, by being crude and, and being, um, you know, uh, European. Um, when you're done and you, you, you thank the chef, you thank the sous guy who makes the sushi, you thank the people, you, you, you bow to them, uh, they'll bow to you the same way. I mean, this, this, this is a way of life with them, you know? Right. So, uh, the, um, the, um, I don't know if I can stop this from happening. <laughs> I can't. Um, the, um, in the city, the, um, ba- basically, you know, the city itself is being as large as it is. You would think that there would be a hustle bustle, but it's it's not. The people are more uh, passive and they're more relaxed. It is not like Hong Kong, where everyone's wheeling and dealing and running all over the place, you know? Right. So, um, it's not that type of thing. Hey, Peter, can we touch on a couple of things? I have a question. I worked with a guy who was in the military, and he said that Japanese love relaxation, and he said he was a very stressful person until he got into their culture, and he learned how to relax. There you go. Exactly. They... That's why they probably live so long. Yeah. Not not only do they love each other, they they handle their seniors uh, as if they're gods, instead of treating them like they're trash. Uh, but they also are a relaxed culture, a loving, relaxed, clean culture, uh, to the extreme. Uh, they 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 yes yes they're very relaxed. Like you to be tense <laughs> they think you need a psychiatrist i guess <laughs> no they'll give you a massage massage a massage uh or uh you know or or you know give you somehow they would they would relax you somehow they would find a way uh, to relax you in a way. and one more th- one more thing peter uh the the olympics are coming to tokyo in 2021 next year uh, what would you advise? How was the travel there? How long did it take? Was it uh, excruciating? What was the travel like going there? Oh, the travel going there. Uh, well, uh, from America, uh, you would fly to Alaska. Oh, okay. And then uh, in Nome, and uh, uh, that's an interesting airport, by the way. They have a, a bear, and it's stuffed in, in the, in the uh, airport there that bear <laughs> that bear's about 18 feet tall he's standing up you know his arms way up you get a you get a feel what those you know Alaskan bears are like yeah. and from, from Nome uh, you'll take a 777 or 747 whatever whatever's flying at the time I hear Boeing's laying a lot of people off 50,000 people or something but uh, you would take a a, a plane uh, into Tokyo and uh, it's uh, the flight of course to Alaska is the longest flight uh, going into Tokyo isn't as bad. Because so. um, the Olympic Games are going there in 2021. We also have information that it's very common for the Japanese to sleep outside. Even if you're not homeless, they like to sleep wherever they can. 
Yeah, they relax. They're so relaxed. Sometimes they uh, work. They work very, very hard, and uh, they're giving all the time, giving, giving. And sometimes you'll see them sleeping, you know. But they're not homeless. They're they're just relaxing. Isn't that interesting? All right, Peter. Another great job. Let's give everyone. How can they get a hold of Peter? I've already given your resume before I talk to you. Uh, where, where, what can you do? Where can they get you? Well, uh, they could contact me either email Peter DeFeo, actor, A-C-T-O-R, at gmail.com. Okay. Or they could snail mail me at P.O. Box 2000, Media, Pennsylvania, 19063. If they want to get into the acting business, send me a resume. People say, well, I've, I've never acted before. Why? why I, I can't put anything on right. No. Uh, we want to know, you know, are you a chef? Are you a barber? Uh, are, are you a, a bartender? Uh, whatever, whatever skills you have, and you'll be put into those positions. Um, and also a, uh, uh, some sort of headshot of yourself. Uh, you, you might want to hard mail that to me, uh, you know, through snail mail. And my phone number, if, if you just need to talk, I don't care where you are in the world. Uh, I, I help people all over. Uh, you could call me at 610, United States, of course, 610-565-2000. And I'll, I'd love to help you. Peter, thank you so much, my friend. Another great episode. Uh, you are on fire. Our our growth for this show is unbelievable. So you are doing a fantastic job. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. That was Peter DeFeo. Uh, Peter has done an excellent job. I encourage everyone... I don't know if I cut them off, but uh, we're trying to keep the shows between 30 and 40 minutes uh, because we have found from our listeners that they enjoy a quick a quick show. They don't want to have to uh, take it with them to work 10 different times. If we do it 30 to 40 minutes, uh, it's just a more enjoyable show. If you go to iHeartRadio, if you go to iTunes, anywhere that has podcasts, we're available. So you can look up his past episodes. Peter is unbelievable. He's our world's traveler. He told you he told you things in the past episodes that you would never know unless you were there. Let's do ten more facts, and we're going to call it a day. Uh, Tokyo Marathon is one of the world's most major marathons. Ginza is the shopping district. Imperial Palace is a major tourist attraction. Cherry blossoms bloom at the end of March. Technically, Tokyo is not a city, but a metropolitan prefecture. It is Japan's finance center, so all the big finance companies in Japan are in Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo Tower is Japan's version of the Eiffel Tower. So basically, Tokyo copied the Eiffel Tower. It's called the Tokyo Tower. Most of the new houses in Tokyo are built to be earthquake-proof. Lots of free stuff in Tokyo. So if you're going there for the Olympics in 2021, keep in mind that there's tons of stuff such as observation decks. There are tours you can take all for free. 
So don't get suckered into paying for those types of things because Tokyo has tons of stuff of that nature that are totally free. It is not uncommon to see regular people sleeping. And Peter brought that point home to you. Uh, Basically, he let you know that the Japanese culture, especially in Tokyo, is a relaxation-based culture. Uh, So when you go there, you'll learn that they're very uh, mild-mannered. They're very... Uh, they're not as intense as other areas in the world. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we promise you that every show from this point forward will be 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, We received feedback from our listeners saying, hey, when you do an hour show, it takes me 10 times to listen to it on my way to work, or, you know, I'm trying to get things done and listen to your show, but it's sometimes too long. So from this point forward, we're going to do 30 to 40-minute shows. This way, if you have a 30-minute commute to work, you can bring us with you. If you are uh, if you have errands to run and they're only going to take a half hour, this is the perfect show. Keep in mind, what makes us better than most travel shows is that we have Peter DeFeo. Peter DeFeo gives you his real-life experience. Anyone can go to you, uh, to Google and find out what I'm telling you. But Peter gives you the real-life experience, and that is what makes our show better than other shows. Don't forget our sister, uh, Dining on a Dime, is is the brother to our show. Uh, Dining on a Dime podcast teaches you how to uh, save on your monthly food budgets. Uh, We give uh, foodie news, and we also will give recipes. We just did a great show. It is talking about easy, quick dinner ideas. So go to your favorite podcast platform, look up Dining on a Dime, and you'll get those types of shows. All right, till next week, everyone. Have a great week, and thank you for listening.